And hello, everyone, and welcome to a program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with my co-host, Nathan Jones. We are with Lamb Lion Ministry, and we want to thank you for being part of today's program, as we have an exciting program prepared for you today that we have titled, The Indignation of God. So we ask that you will stay tuned as we're looking at Ezekiel chapter 21. So if you have a Bible handy, get it ready so you can follow along with us. And those of you following us on social media, we would love for you to share this program with your friends and family so they can follow along with us as well. But before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host, Nathan Jones, if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much that uh, you are sharing your word with us so we can understand you better and your great plan uh, for the ages. Lord, we thank you for everybody tuned in and we ask, Lord, that you'll just guide us as we go on the study through Ezekiel, that we may know the messages that you had for the Jewish people then, but also for the world today. In your precious and wonderful name, amen. Amen. Again, you're tuned in to Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. Again, the title for our message is The Indignation of God. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host to the program, Nathan Jones. Nathan, it's great to have you back in the office. Yes, yes. I thank you for everybody in the last two episodes. Uh, we had a nice storm and I had to use my home uh, office, and I didn't have my good mic with me, so I was a little muted. Hopefully, I'm coming through loud and clear just as Vic is, right? Oh, and you sound good here, Nathan. So, yeah, and, and we do thank our, our listening audience for the flexibility in that from time to time, right, Nathan, we have a little bit of glitches or a, a different studio that we're operating, but it's nice that we're back. Yes, yes. Yeah. Now we all have to be out in your home office in Florida enjoying the surf and the waves and the warm weather while we all freeze in the rest of the country. But, uh, you know, you can live it for us. No, listen, actually, we did we did get a few cold snaps this week, Nathan. Believe it or not, it dropped down to the 50s. Ooh, <laughs> man, you had like a cold front go through there. That's a that's a Florida call front for you. I know the rest of the nation is probably laughing right now, co yeah. considering the, the temperatures in all the locations. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let, let's all move to DeSantis land. It sounds wonderful. There you go. Hey, but Nathan, uh, in case someone is new to our program and maybe they're not aware of what we do and our resources, will you be able to share that with that? Maybe someone is new to the program. Yes, well, if you're joining us on Spotify or Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Pray.com, uh, or just checking it out through our website at ChristandProphecyData.org, you're on the Truth Will Set You Free podcast. It's the podcast outreach of Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry, and our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. We believe Jesus Christ is coming. It's just right around the corner. The signs of the times point to that, and so as we study the Bible and we learn more about God's plan for the ages. So we hope you'll join us here and continue to do so. And also check us out on our website at ChristinProphecy.org. We have a wealth of information there to help you grow in your relationship with Christ. And download our Lamb Lion app on all the major platforms that will also connect you to our Bible teachings. 
Mm, thank you much, so much, Nathan Young, for sharing those resources. And Nate, also, we have the opportunity from time to time to be guests uh, in programs. And uh, you had a wonderful opportunity uh, a few days ago. Can you talk to us about that? Oh, yeah. Well, I had the opportunity to go up to uh, Oklahoma City and visit with the good folks at Prophecy Watchers. It's good to see Gary Stearman's health has returned and he's uh, back doing interviews. Mondo Gonzalez, of course, wonderful there. And uh, we recorded some shows uh, primarily about their big conference in March. Uh, they're holding in Orlando. And uh, if folks want to know more about that, they can go to prophecywatchers.com. All the seats are filled, but the live stream is still available. I'll be teaching on the end time sign of technology as well as the uh, uh, what happens when government collapses, basically the end of human government. So uh, those two subjects, along with many other speakers, will be at the Prophecy Watch Conference. So yeah, thank you for bringing that up. Uh, I also got uh, good news recently, an invite to be on Jan Markell of Olive Tree Ministries program. So I'm looking forward to joining her on that as well. And Nathan, and those are also additional resources in case individuals out there were not aware. There's also some wonderful other ministries out there teaching Bible prophecy faithfully that uh, individuals can learn and grow from. So I'm so glad that you've had the opportunity to partner with them and be a blessing to them as well. And I'd also like folks to know that uh, if you happen to be in around Louisville, Kentucky area, the weekend of March 11th, our ministry is hosting our regional Bible prophecy conference at Hikes Point Church in Louisville, Kentucky. And of course, be uh, Tim and myself, uh, Dr. David Reagan, our founder, uh, Bob Russell, who was the pastor of, of Southeast Christian Church for many years. I actually used to work for him <laughs> and another uh, teacher called Doug Cobb. Uh, folks can find out more about that under the events section of our website at ChristInProphecy.org. Uh, so if you're in the Louisville area, we hope you can join and attend. Seating is limited, so we hope you get there as soon as possible. We'd like to see you there. Mm -hmm. That sounds fantastic. And again, for those of you that are that are wanting to grow in an understanding of prophecy, all these resources are for you. But one of the best resources is the Word of God, opening up the Bible and allowing the Holy Spirit to be able to teach you and minister to you his word. And Nathan and I have been making our way through the word of God, through the book of Ezekiel. So we wanna encourage you, get the word uh, out, follow along with us as we continue in this amazing and exciting book that is just filled with amazing prophecies, but also God's word to his people. And in Ezekiel chapter 21, we were looking at the children of Israel. Of course, they're going through their season of um, uh, unfaithfulness and God is trying to get their attention and he is going to send them into captivity and he's going to use an instrument uh, uh, of judgment and that is going to be the, the, the nation of Babylon according to, to chapter 21 verse 21. And Nathan, we talked about this, that oftentimes God will even use evil nations to correct his people if he needs to, to get their attention. Yes, uh, actually, that's very often the way that the Lord uses. Sure, he can send fire and hail and brimstone and supernatural stuff, and he has in times, like, for instance, Sodom and Gomorrah or the flood. Uh, but often he will use evil nations to inflict punishment on uh, other evil nations that, for the purpose, of course, of chastisement and then repentance and a restoration of the relationship. At this time in history that we're at in Ezekiel chapters 21, is that we are in a time about 600 BC, and it's when the Jewish people had rebelled against God so much that Moses's prophecy at the end of Deuteronomy finally came true. It's time to exile the people out of the land. And by exiling them out of the land, God's purpose was to cure them of their idolatry and their wickedness 
and have a believing remnant return 70 years later back to Israel to rebuild it again. So we're at that point where Jerusalem is the only stronghold left standing in all of Israel. The Babylonian armies are surrounding it. Uh, the people inside Jerusalem are terrified. And the elders have called the prophet Ezekiel to prophesy and say, hey, talk to God for us. What's going on? So in the last chapter, we read what God had to say, which was basically, hey, you've been ignoring me for centuries, and now you want me to help you? Uh, no, you're going into exile. And so what the Lord would use is the Babylonian army as God's um, correcting sword, you could say. Actually, it was compared to a sword earlier in chapter one, and it's a sword of judgment that will bring punishment, but also restitution between God and man. Mm -hmm. Well said, Nathan. And that's why as we look at this chapter, we see how uh, we find God uh, using, again, these instruments, uh, like you mentioned, Nathan, as a, as a sword being unsheathed, a uh, two-edged sword. And as we continue looking at chapter 21, verse 28, we want individuals to follow along because here we find, again, another amazing illustration of what God is doing. Nathan, would you be able to pick it up there for us in chapter 21, verses 28 through 30? And I'll do 31 through 32 in case someone doesn't have a bible absolutely all right we're shifting from the sword of the babylonians uh to the punishment of the local neighbors called the ammonites so let's read uh 28 to 30 you said correct yes okay and you son of man in other words ezekiel prophesy and say thus says the lord god concerning the ammonites and concerning their reproach and say a sword a sword is drawn polished for slaughter for consuming, for flashing, while they see false visions for you, while they divine a lie to you, to bring you on the necks of the wicked, the slain, whose day is come, whose iniquity shall and return it to its sheath. I will judge you in the place where you were created and in the land of your nativity. Verse 31, I will pour out my indignation on you. I will blow against you with the fires of my wrath and deliver you into the hands of brutal men who are skillful to destroy. You shall be fuel for the fire. Your blood shall be in the midst of the land. You shall not be remembered, for I, the Lord, have spoken. Nathan, just by, but just by looking at the word indignation, that brings about serious business to my mind. Would you agree? Yes. Well, we got to go back in history to Moab and Ammon. They were the sons of Lot and disgustingly his daughters remember uh the when sodom and gomorrah was destroyed and lot's wife was turned into a pillar of salt uh, lot and his two daughters hid in a cave the daughters got him drunk uh, they both got pregnant they had moab and ammon and moab and ammon eventually settled in what is uh, northern and central jordan today and they became quite a thorn in the flesh for the jewish people there was constantly war back and forth between Israel and Judah against Ammon and Moab. And so here we're getting to the point where God's not only gonna use the Babylonians to judge Jerusalem and, and Judah, but also to destroy Ammon and other surrounding neighbors. Uh, similarly, this will happen uh, to the Edomites later by the Romans. So we're seeing how God will get use his righteous wrath, not just against his chosen people, but against anybody who becomes so wicked and rebellious that he finally brings judgment upon them. 
Nathan, and, and that's why when we look at the word indignation throughout the Bible, we see that word being used in different terms. And uh, one of those terms that we also oftentimes talk about is what we call God's in, uh, indignation or the tribulation or the wrath of God, uh, especially as we look into the time of the tribulation. But here we also notice that God's indignation uh, it means his judgment, what he's going to bring about uh, when individuals decide to turn their backs on him. And we want folks to be clear, right, Nathan, that when it comes to believers or when it comes to Christians, those that have trusted in Christ, that the wrath of God is not going to be poured out on believers, but is oftentimes used as his correction for unbelievers. And in this case, to get the attention of God's people so that they will repent and return to him. And we say that because oftentimes when we talk about indignation or the tribulation or the wrath of God, Christians get all terrified and they they, they uh, put put uh, excuse me, they put themselves in a place uh, where we forget uh, what the tribulation especially is meant for God's indignation. Yeah, if you go to dictionary.com, indignation is, is uh, excuse me, defined as strong displeasure. It's something considered unjust, offensive, insulting, or base, righteous anger. So here it, it's indignation. I love that word, uh, as you said, Vic, because it shows it's not, you know, you have indignation as if you're put off by something good. No, it's, it's you are justified in having this anger. It's against something that's unjust. It's against oppression and offensiveness and baseness. It's you know, we, we see today in our culture, uh, look at the Grammys uh, that happened uh, in the last few weeks. You know, it, basically there was a satanic ritual in the middle of it. Everybody in the Grammys were cheering. And, you know, that we should as Christians feel indignation against that because we know God does. The people are openly rebelling against God. Matter of fact, the uh, transgender singer of the two of them, when interviewed, what's the purpose of the song, says it's a rebellion against religion and I'm paraphrasing, a rebellion against religion so we can live the way we want to live. In other words, to live in homosexuality. And God has righteous indignation against the rebellion, the pride, and of course, the sexual um, promiscuity involved. And flat out Satanism. So uh, yes, I, and we got to remember that this is how bad Israel had gotten. You know, the, the people in Jerusalem and Judah had long given up their faith in God, had long given up living righteous. They oppressed the poor and the needy. They had a corrupt government. They rebelled against God's law. They were in, become an evil people. And when a people as a nation become evil, God steps in and he clears out that nation. And that's what's happening in this time. It's a good lesson right, for us today, don't you think, Vic? Oh, Nathan, absolutely. You know, I think that that's why we have to turn to the word of God to recognize what the Bible says. In other words, we know God has a plan for the church. We know God has a plan for the world. But we also know God here is determining his plan for the wicked. And God will not turn his face, uh, uh, turn away from uh, the sins of, of what's going on around us. And people somehow think that God is going to turn his face away from that and not pay any attention to it. But we recognize you know, the tribulation, the purpose of it is going to be the indignation and the wrath of God on humanity, on people that have turned their backs on him. And yes, although we know that we, the church, are not going to go through the tribulation or experience his wrath, yet the rest of this world will. And this is why people need to pay attention that this is something that is going to happen. This is a reality. And we believe, according to uh, biblical signs of the end times, that that is quickly approaching. Would you say that, Nathan? 
Yeah, because we're not just talking about nations here. We're talking about, a in our time period, a global rebellion against God, a spirit of the Antichrist or spirit of lawlessness, as the Bible calls it, an open rebellion against God and embracing and openly flaunting Satanism and humanism, which is an anti-God. And so what, what point is God going to have to judge the earth? Well, he's promised that quite a lot throughout the Bible, and it's called the tribulation. It's going to be a seven-year time period where God will pour out his wrath. He lists what that wrath is in the 21 judgments of Revelation for the purpose of bringing people to their knees and bringing many people to know Jesus as their Savior during that time and to punish evil. So what we're reading in Ezekiel here is kind of a foreshadowing of a larger picture of what's going to really happen around the world in the near future. You know, Nathan, that's why I love that verse. Verse 31 is just so pointed. It says, I will pour out my indignation on you. And he says, I will blow against you the fire of my wrath and deliver you into the hands of brutal men who are skillfully. I, I thought that was just uh, uh, intriguing there, uh, the word who are skillfully to destroy and Nathan, when you look at the plans of Satan skillfully, he's trying to destroy our nation, uh, our belief system, and uh, just about everything that you mentioned. And he's doing a great job in, in, in what we're seeing happening right now, right before our eyes. It's rather alarming. I mean, it seems like Satan can't lose it lately. And again, it's God pulling back his hedge of protection, allowing evil to flourish because mankind has said, hey, we don't want you involved. And so God as a gentleman steps back and so we get what's called abandonment wrath where god is no longer intervening in these affairs and so evil flourishes for the purpose that when it gets so evil then god then brings down his judgment now what we're reading here fortunately is in the exile and as <clears throat> terrible as the exile was for many jewish people it also provided them life uh, matter of fact ezekiel and jeremiah were prophesying at the time and saying, hey, God says when you're relocated into Babylon, then you know, live a life, marry, have kids, you know, start a business. You got to live in this world. But they were taken out of the destruction. And it's almost, and I've never thought about it until we discussed it now, but it's almost a type of rapture where God promises that he will remove his children from his wrath. It might seem like living in this crazy time period that we are enduring wrath, but we're doing enduring man's and Satan's wrath, but God's wrath is, is something different, as you know, Vic. It, it's something that is not meant for the church. It's not meant for, for Christians who make up the church. That's what I mean. And so we will be raptured or taken out of this world, just like the exiles were taken out of Jerusalem and Judah for the purpose of preserving the remnant. And uh, I look forward to the day when Jesus Christ comes and raptures the church up to heaven. He will pour out his judgment, but many people will turn to Jesus and the, the, the body of Christ, so to speak, will expand more and more because of God's justice. Nathan, and that's a good point. And we were always uh, called to be different as a church, as a people. Israel, they were supposed to be the evangelist, if you will, leading people to Yahweh, to God. But they failed to do that. And the reality is that God's purpose for us has never been to pour his wrath or his judgment. But he always wanted us to be salt, to be light, to be different. And I just love the passage, Nathan, now that we're talking about the last days and the wrath and the indignation of God. You know, one passage that is clear is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 
verses 1 through 9, and it gives us a great picture of darkness and light and God's purpose for the church and then also God's uh, uh, what God intends to do with the wicked. Can we go there, Nathan, in case someone doesn't have a Bible uh, and look at uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5? And I'll take verses 1 through 5, and maybe you can do 6 through 9 in case someone doesn't have a Bible. Oh, yes. Hey, this good passage, the day of the Lord, another name for the tribulation. Yeah, it says, but concerning the times and season, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourself know perfectly that the day of the Lord comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. Verse 4, but you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day shall overtake you as a thief. But you are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, they sleep at night. And those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and as a helmet of the hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. And Nathan, we see that word wrath there, right? The word indignation. And I just really, I want to encourage people to recognize the Bible says we, the church, the Christians, the believers, are not appointed unto wrath, but salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. And like we were saying, that's actually the good news that we're going to be spared if we trust and rely on the Lord. Absolutely. And it's not just that verse that says that, that if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, that we will be spared from God's wrath. Revelation 3.10 says, since you have kept my command to endure patiently, I will also keep you from the hour of trial that is going to come upon the whole world to test those who live on the earth. Paul states in 1 Thessalonians 1.10, and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from what? The coming wrath. We also have Romans 5, 9. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? Uh, Ephesians 5, 6. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of such things, God's wrath comes on who? Not the believers, but those who are disobedient. And I love Colossians 3, 4. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So again and again, Scripture states that the church is not meant to endure God's special time of wrath, known in the Bible as the day of the Lord. Nathan, and that is great news. I thank you so much for sharing all those all those scripture references because it just goes to show again over and over what the Bible has to say awaits those that put their trust in him. So as we read in Ezekiel chapter 21, as we read this bad news of God's indignation and wrath, we also need to recognize the purpose why. Uh, the purpose why, of course, is because God is a just God and he has to punish sin. So God is going to pour his indignation in this world, in the future, in the time of the tribulation, because people have turned their backs on him. But yet the Bible has promised over and over and over again that those that turn to God, that turn to Christ, will be spared uh, from that judgment to come. And, and that's that's why this message is so important for you that are part of this program today. Whether you're part of this program now or you will be listening to this uh uh, teachings at a later point, the message is still the same. There's a window of opportunity available right now. We don't know how much longer the window of opportunity for salvation will be, but our hope is 
that if you have not trusted in Christ, to take that time now to repent and turn to him. And, and Nathan, every week as you and I do these programs, well, our hearts go out to people because we know that there's many people out there who are straddling the fence. They think they have more time. They think that the events that we're talking about are for, for a future time and that it's not necessarily going to affect them. But we just don't know that, right, Nathan? We don't know how much time we really have and how long that window of opportunity is going to remain open. Well, I mean, we're living in a time period where we know the signs of the time are pointing to the wrath of God being poured out soon. But even if we weren't, we're still living in a time where we die and we don't know when we die. I mean, we're hearing about sports uh, people, young, very healthy people, early 20s, having heart attacks all over the place lately. And, you know, they shouldn't be dying this young. And yet, you know, you never know when your time's going to come. And when you die, that's it. There's no chance of accepting Jesus. This life is all that we get to choose Christ, to choose life, or to choose death and hell. And so, yeah, absolutely, Vic, that's a great point. And Nathan, the reason why we say that is because sometimes people listen to this program and they're excited about Bible prophecy. They want to hear about uh, all these uh, things that uh, seem to be exciting, but they don't take it personal. And, and it's one thing to have information. It's another thing to, to, to have that application. And what we're sharing with you regarding scripture is so that you can apply it to your life, not just information for your head knowledge. And the idea is a relationship with Jesus Christ is the most important thing uh, for you. And if you have not trusted in the Lord, we're going to give you an opportunity even right now uh, to turn to him while there is still time. Uh, so Nathan, for that person that doesn't have a relationship with the Lord, wherever they are, Will you be able to share with them how they can start that journey with the Lord even right now? Oh, absolutely. we got to remember John 3, 16. Uh, I think even if you don't read the Bible, most have heard of it. It's for God so loved the world. He loved you that gave his one and only son, Jesus Christ, that whoever believes in him, believes in Christ, shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, when it says not perish, it means the second death, the eternal death in hell. Uh, We're saved from that. That's what salvation means, to be saved from our sins, to be saved from God's wrath, to be saved from the just punishment of hell. And what we do is we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ to be the Lord and Savior of our lives. And it begins something like this. uh, If if you believe in Jesus as the Son of God and your Savior, then pray from your heart. Something like, uh, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I've rebelled against you. Please forgive me. I want you to be the Lord and Savior of my life. Thank you, Jesus, in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Nathan. And maybe you pray that prayer for the first time wherever you are. Hey, we just want to celebrate with you because the Bible tells us clearly that it's a celebration in heaven, even when one sinner turns to the Lord. So we want to congratulate you on this wonderful journey that you have just started. And we also want to encourage you. Hey, find a church. Let them know you accepted the Lord. Uh, be baptized, continue reading God's word. And if you don't have a Bible, get a hold of us, 305-992-9537, or check us out at christinprophecy.org. And we'd love to give you some materials so that you can continue to grow in your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And Nathan, that's what this is all about, right? That's why we do these programs, is to encourage people to start that relationship with the Lord because he loves them. Yeah, and once you have, that, that's not the end of it. Now you spend a life, you've been justified by God, but now it's time to be sanctified by God. And that means walking in the path that God's given us. Uh, that means learning about him by reading our, our Bibles. You can get a Bible 
on our Lamb Lion app. Uh, there's plenty of free ones on Bible.org or BibleGateway.com or, uh, of course, many paper Bibles. Uh, I recommend the New King James Version or the NIV or the NASB or are good translations. Uh, then go to a church. Find a good Bible-believing church like, like Pastor Vic, who's pastor of uh, Calvary Chapel Speedway. There's many good churches out there that will help you grow in your relationship with Jesus, that will help you be accountable. Surround yourself with with like-minded believers so that you're not dragged down back into the world because Satan will try to then, really, the attacks will come as he tries to pull you from the life of Christ. And get to know Jesus better through the study and prayer, and you too will grow in your relationship. You'll become more Christ-like. And then also, uh, take what you've learned and share it with other people. There's many lost people who are suffering and are going to die and go to hell one day uh, do like Vic and I do and many others and share the gospel with them let them know the good news of Jesus Christ so that they too can be saved oh that is fantastic Nathan thank you for the wonderful reminder evangelism that's what it's all about sharing your faith with others what God has done in your life so again we want to congratulate you and we also want to give you uh, we also want to thank you for being part of today's program with Nathan Jones and myself Nathan it's always fun to have you on the program and also that you're back at home uh, in your office actually and uh, uh, we're so excited for that well, uh, it's always good to be on here with you. I, I hope you don't think of me as a guest still after 13 years. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. We always uh, we always just say that uh, informally as you and I speak, but uh, definitely just, not a guest. I've been messing with you for years. I'm just messing with you, brother. I know. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> And, and I think our guests, our guests know that by now as well. But anyway, we ran out of time for this segment of the program. Vic Batista and Nathan Jones, we thank you for being part of the program. It's always fun having you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. And you guys have a great week.